I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I gotta ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this. What's the piece to mark? Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. When I'm home chilling the world, I stay tuned to the Fame Podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm home, chilling, I'm always tuned in to fame. He has the hottest podcast out there. Go with it. Better informative. When I'm home, chilling, I'm always tuned in to fame. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home chilling the world, I stay tuned to the Fame Podcast. It's the hottest message out there. Hey y'all, when I'm at the spot just chilling, when I'm in my car just driving around, I always use the phase to keep it real. This thing was real. And that's one of the hottest podcasts around. I definitely suggest it. Check them out. when the Army and the CIA um, released 4 million mosquitoes per day in Florida uh, near a black housing development. What were they testing? What were they trying to test? Well, they were trying to test whether um, transmitting certain ailments by mosquito might be an effective way mm-hmm. of um, performing bioterrorism abroad. If they were um, actually, for example, just to give an example, if they were going to have um, conflict with Japan, for example, would it make sense to release mosquitoes in an area of Japan in hopes that they would um, transmit whooping cough and other ailments? So they did it with Americans. They actually transmitted um, um, pathogen-borne, you know, 
agents like mosquitoes, and then they carefully calibrated the uh, cases of whooping cough in the area to see whether they rose, and indeed they did. That Elon is releasing catches enough steam, they're going to fucking shut it down. They will shut down the power grid, they will shut down the information channels, they will cut that off because they they will either do that. They've already foreshadowed it. Or, they they will, yeah, they're doing it right now with the power grid attacks. Hmm? These little power grid attacks. The yeah. yeah. Okay. They normalize it and then all of a sudden there's a big one. Well, here's the thing. We told you guys it was happening. It could also be a war. It's going to be a major fucking catastrophic disruptive event. Major. Major, major, major. I'm not talking about... You're saying to disrupt communication between people. Yeah, because once people figure out what we're saying and what we're going on as a fucking, as a moving mass, they're going to cut that off, bro. So in my opinion, and I I could be wrong, but I'm not often wrong, is that, and and dude, that's that's real shit, by the way. You guys laugh when I say that shit. You say, I'm always saying, I told you so. Yeah, motherfucker, because I did. I got receipts. Well, listen, for the last three years of my fucking show, this is what I've dedicated my life to when I could have been on a motherfucking yacht, smoking fucking weed, having a great fucking time. So I'd appreciate it if people would just fucking look into this because it's fucking real. That I believe that they will create something that takes, what do they do every time something major happens? They create some sort of next major thing. Yeah, disruption or distraction. Look over here. They will need a catastrophic world event to stop what's coming. Because it isn't just here in the United States. It's everywhere. It's every single place these World Economic Forum fuckers have inserted their fucking young leaders of fucking World Economic Forum slash communism, okay, under the guise of climate change, okay, and fucking one world government. And these people tell you it's a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy theory. They write fucking books about it. They have fucking meetings about it. They're saying it all over the fucking internet and you motherfuckers act like it's fucking not happening. It's fucking happening, okay? These people will not go quietly. They will not step aside. They are invested. They have all their lives invested. They have all their money invested. Everything, they understand that if they fail, it's going to mean their fucking assets. So they are not going to allow um, it to, to just fade away. It's not fucking happening, dude. It's not happening. So we have to understand that that is where they are. And we need to have equal resolve on the other side. Because it's exactly where we are. You have to be radicalized. You have to be radicalized. I'm saying because it's exactly where we are, right? Like if, if we don't do anything, it's our asses. Yeah, it's just the opposite. It's just the, the other way around. And you know what? And as he was saying that, come to my mind, I was watching the news and how America Congress and, and the Congress and the Senate are making laws to ban people from TikTok. So all of this is manifesting slowly. All this information that coming to all these outlets, YouTube, TikTok, and all these other outlets for people to get more information on, they trying to, they trying to stop it. That's why I say y'all looking at these people in these government like they doing something for y'all. They not doing nothing. They they on their agenda rise. And we sitting down here twisting our thumb like nothing gonna happen. It's a whole lot of y'all gonna get stuck in the mud and then you're gonna try to pull somebody under. But you gotta go, man, because you're not preparing yourself. You're not preparing yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. 
You got to, man. These people are already doing the the, the okie doke, the flim flam, and we just sitting up here just going for it. I don't understand what's wrong with y'all, fam. Bans are. These things will happen on, on January 1st. The city will shut down. Our employees, including police, fire, EMS, sanitation, public works, and everybody else, water, will not get paid. There will be no trash pickup. There will be no snow removal. Any water or infrastructure emergencies will go unaddressed. And you all know how hard our water folks work. The airport will be shut down. The Dayton Municipal Clerk, uh, Court and Clerk Courts will close, preventing anyone in the county from posting bail, being released from jail, filing restraining or protection orders, or having their driving privileges reinstated. I see our Dayton Municipal Court is here, too. He'll be a victim of this. Uh, police, fire, and EMS services will not be available. This could and will result in serious injuries and deaths, and it's pointless and irresponsible. So they said this is supposed to happen in Dayton, Ohio, starting January 1st. We'll see. We're going to see what happens in Dayton, Ohio, starting January 1st, what he's saying, is this going to be a truth or not? Because most of us sleeping and those that don't need no protection, don't need no man. Y'all hope y'all, I hope y'all good. I hope y'all can protect yourself with that lesbian, that dyke, that she says she want to be a man and you want to hail her for your man. But we're going to see. Is this stuff going to ravel out or is people just talking? I said, what? Let this be a teachable moment for everybody. Reporting you for harassment and bullying, I chose to put my big girl panties on and address you as an equal. I think it goes without saying that it's obvious that having black friends don't make you black. Clearly. However, I do have black friends who are extremely intelligent and wonderful people and whom I love very much. And I'm not sure what trend you're talking about. Is is being black trendy now? Is that what this is? Because it's might be considered a little racist. Let us have something. Well, you've got affirmative action. You've got all black colleges, all black scholarships. You've got the BET channel. You've got the BET awards. And you've got an entire month dedicated to celebrating your history and culture. I'm not real sure what else it is that you're looking for because that sounds to me like quite a few somethings. Number one, when she says I'm going to put my big girl panties on and address you as an equal and then proceeds to be patronizing, paternalizing, and throwing a whole bunch of racial gaslighting, we understand that reflects her racial literacy. Number two, speaking of racial literacy, her ability to read and write situations about race is so lacking, she just literally forgot that affirmative action has helped white women more than anybody else. Number three. HBCUs were created out of a piece of legislation called the Moral Act of 1890. This act was to provide land grants for institutions for black students if admission was not allowed elsewhere in Confederate states, which means the reason why we have HBCUs is because of white exclusion. Hmm. Number four, these folks would tell us to create our own trends and then appropriate them, monetize them, distance them from the original creator and act like they ain't still. Number five, you know why Black Entertainment Television, the acronym for BET, was created? Because most of television is created for entertainment of people of European descent. Number six, again showing how everything you're saying that's created for Black people is created out of white exclusion because we're not accepted or getting accessibility to any institutional group they have, so we create our own. Number seven, she said, I know having the Black friends don't make you Black, but Black friends say I'm not racist, but I'm going to say a whole bunch of racist stuff after that. 
Number eight on my mama, her video was textbook patronizing. Patronizing can be defined as apparently kind or helpful, but betraying a feeling of superiority, condescending. Cause y'all know what she basically said, right? I'm gonna put my big girl panties on and choose to address you as my equal. What you should do is be grateful and take all the trends that we allow for you to have because we didn't have to give you HBCUs or Black History Month or BET. But you still complain, 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 and be ungrateful. Then you say you got black friends that are so intelligent that you care about, but they ain't care about you enough to tell you not to tokenize our relationship and racial dialogue. Education is elevation, and them folks don't like being called out for cultural appropriation. With all the noise that the black Hebrew Israelites are uh, making about being the real Jews, I want to congratulate them that they're actually fulfilling a prophecy. Approximately 1,200 years ago, there was a Midrash Tan Chuma published in the Jewish world. And in Bidrash Matan Chuma, Parashat Vayera, in the uh, section, the fifth section, there is a prophecy. A prophecy that actually comes from the times of the Greeks, a thousand years before it. And this prophecy is relevant to today. And it says that in the future, the nations of the world will assert the Torah and proclaim, we are the true Israel. Let's address these guys. Shalom to the children of Yisrael, the true children, and to the Gentiles that hold on to the truth of Yehoshua HaMashiach. So, let's deal with this. So he says there's a prophecy saying that um, they're going to be um, taken over by other people calling themselves Jews. Well, our prophecy says that in the book of Revelation, that they're the synagogue of Satan. So, but let's go to what their Talmud says. Let's say, let's go to what the Talmud says. We're going to look at Perkai the Rabbi Eliezer, chapter 24, Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. Noah brought his sons and his grandsons and he blessed them with several settlements and he gave them as an inheritance all the earth. He especially blessed Shem and his sons, listen, making them dark but comely and he gave them the habitable earth. He blessed Ham and his sons, making them dark like the raven. And he gave them as an inheritance the coast of the sea. He blessed Japheth and his sons, making them entirely white. And he gave them for an abundance of inheritance the desert and its field. These are the inheritance with which he endowed them. Okay. The book of Genesis says that Ashkenaz is a descendant of Japheth and Gomar. So that is exactly who you are. We can always look at Sanhedrin 94 in your Talmud, and that also says, um, the William Davidson Talmud, it says that the, the Gemara asks, to where did the Sanhedrin exile the ten tribes? Ma Sutra says he exiled them to Africa, which is Africa. You talk about bonuses and free ones, charging this, charging that. What about the letters to the ten lost tribes of Israel? In there, the Ashkenazis turn around and say, they were writing. To the, to, to, to the children of Israel, to the ten tribes, can we come and worship at the dust of your feet? Will you come and teach us the Torah? This is in your very own Talmud. You can search it for yourself. So um, you should read your own scriptures, really. Do you not like black people? I already told you. No, you did you never gave me a read. What have they ever done to you? They did anything to me. Well, then why do you not like them? They make me nervous. Well, you think 
But if they, if black people have never done anything to you, why would they make you nervous? They're still they commit a lot of crime. So do white people. They make me nervous too. No. But you're not racist towards white people. I'm white. How can I be a racist towards white people? But why do you use the N-word? Because it's a descriptive. It is not. It's a slur. And you never heard me use that term. I have heard you use it. Oh, yeah. Never. Use it. You have used it. I may have, uh, if being facetious, but I never used that term ever in my life. You used it last night when we were talking about Blazing Saddles. Well, I know I was just trying to make a point to you that I don't want to watch that shit. Well, I mean, you can't say you've never used it in your life when you've used it. Well, okay, I use it. I use it all the time. It's my business. But if black people have never done anything to you, I don't know why you'd hate them so much. I don't hate them. I just wish they'd go away. That sounds like hate to me. Are you a white supremacist? Eh, not really. Not anymore. Nothing but you used to be? Not really. See, Terry, you have to, you cannot put your mind back in, back in the day when I was growing up. People back then weren't racist. They weren't considered racist. People, people it was then. not, will you listen to me and shut up for a minute? Oh my God. It was not considered racist. It was just the way things were. Now you can call it whatever the hell you can call it a boat full of assholes right now, but right back then it was just the way it was. Well, maybe people didn't call it out as racist, but I mean, looking back, can't you say, yeah, that was racist? I mean, yeah, you can look back at a lot of things and tell how shitty they were. I mean, are we ever going to let go of that and just get on with our lives? Inside Washington's Museum of the Bible, a single volume that is like no other. The so-called Slave Bible. Remarkable not for what's in it, but for what's not. So about 90% of the Old Testament's been removed, and about 50% of the New Testament's been removed. Uh, to put it another way, a normal King James Version has 1,189 chapters in it. Uh, the Slave Bible has only 232. Missing are chapters and verses that might have encouraged uprisings. Book of Exodus, redacted. No story of Moses demanding Pharaoh, let my people go. Gone is Galatians. In the verse, there is neither bond nor free, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And no Jeremiah. Woe unto him that useth his neighbor's service without wages. What they've left in are verses such as Ephesians 6.5, which is the famous verse, Slaves be obedient to your master. Looking at this Bible, it's hard to tell that anything's been taken out of it. That's correct. I mean, it looks like a normal book. For many enslaved Africans, this would have been the first time they were exposed to the Bible. A Bible selectively edited to instill obedience, using religion to underpin the horror of slavery. When people encounter this exhibit, what lasting impression do you want them to leave with? Well, we want to pass the message on that may this never happen again. Uh, the Bible itself is a, is a whole book. It's not one that you get to carve up and use this piece or that piece. The slave Bible designed to repress rebellion, but it didn't work. Enslaved people in the Caribbean constantly fought against slavery until emancipation. I think it's very relevant to understand our history, not just American history, but our African-American history, our roots and how we got to this point. A dark chapter in the history of the good book. Jeff Bennett, NBC. This is a season of 
The drought the life of this country has been during the weeks of December, even in the midst of some of our toughest days that some of the best chapters of our story have been written. It was during these weeks, back in 1862, that President Lincoln prepared the Emancipation Proclamation, which he issued on New Year's Day. At Christmas, 1941, and the weeks after Pearl Harbor, Franklin Delano Roosevelt hosted Winston Churchill in this White House. Together, they planned the Allied strategy to defeat fascism and autocracy. And it was 1968 that the most terrible year of years, the year of assassination and riot, of war and chaos, that the astronauts of Apollo 8 circled the moon and spoke to us here on Earth. From the silence of space, on a silent night on a Christmas Eve, they read the story of Christmas creation from the King James Bible. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. That light's still with us, illuminated the way forward as Americans and as citizens of the world. The light that burned in the beginning and at Bethlehem. The light that shines still today in our own time, our own lives. As we sing, O Holy Night, His law is love and His gospel is peace. I wish you and for you and for our nation, now and always, is that we'll live in the light, the light of liberty and hope, of love and generosity, of kindness and compassion, of dignity and decency. So from the Biden family, wish you and your family peace, joy, health, and happiness. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and all the best in the new year. God bless you all, and thank God. Listen to this. Five reasons why men avoid certain women. Number one, having unrealistic expectations. Some women really have unrealistic expectations. What they expect a man to do is what they can't provide for themselves, which is crazy. A man will love to do more for a woman that he knows can do it for themselves because it means she just wants him to do it. But the problem is when you need somebody, that is not a healthy relationship. I don't think I would want someone to need me. I want somebody to want me. Number two, respect. Respect is big when you're dealing with men. You know, sometimes the way women dress, it makes a man interested in the intimacy, but not the mental mentality. He's not mentally trying to invest there because he only sees it as a sexual encounter. So sometimes you gotta know who you're dealing with. Some men are enticed by just looks. But some men are enticed by mentality. So be mindful of that also. Number three, are you sneaky? Some women are very, very, very sneaky. They hide their phones. They, this is my cousin. This is my friend. Show you got too many men friends. And that will scare a man away. Men don't like to see a bunch of men around their women because they don't want to feel like a clown if something comes out in the head. Number four, you lie too much. Getting caught in a lie is different from a man to a woman. I honestly believe so. Men have a mentality where they believe that their woman is Cinderella and she has done no wrong. So they like to believe that their woman is very innocent. And once a man doesn't see that anymore, the woman tends to lose value from the man. Number five, are you exclusively for him? Are you for the village? See, when a man deems something to be his, or his woman, or his wife, we're very territorial. We like to conquer. 
when a man feels like he conquered his woman, he'll be more loyal to that woman or more uh, consistent with that woman because he feel like it's his. When a man thinks you're for the village, I don't think he's going to take you that serious. Please <laughs> prepare for women to leave you. I don't care how much money, clout, or status you have, you must prepare for that day that she leave you. One of the realest things I ever heard is, she's not your girl, she's just your turn. You must understand that women are controlled by their emotions. Y'all could be chilling, vibing, having a good time. A thought could come across her mind that ain't got nothing to do with you, and all of a sudden she got an attitude, or now she in her feelings. Your girl could be the happiest woman on the planet in one moment, and wake up the next day and decide she don't want none of this no more. Every situationship or relationship has an expiration date, so you better be ready for it. Always prepare for women to leave you. See, they always talking about this Democrat and Republican thing, but it's all they the same thing. They the same people. They the same entity playing games with y'all. Y'all got to realize that, fam. They playing games with us with these these uh, Republican and government. So when my brother say some, listen to what the, the white woman say, y'all. Listen to it. Let me say this to you. We as black people don't need an apology in this nation. What we need is what was promised to us. They promised us after slavery, 40 acres and a mule. We never got it. That's so, actually not true. No, we were promised that. And, and, and you know, hold on, the, the hold Democrat on one second. After one second, one second. But we were promised that and we never got it. So that promise went unfulfilled to this very day. You cannot do that for others in the form of reparations and ignore the sacrifice and the suffering that black people made in this nation to make America what it is and say that we don't deserve it. But why are they angry about reparations, Miss Box? Why would whites be a, have a problem with reparations going to black people when they paid them to the Japanese Americans who were put in internment camps during the war with Japan? They paid it to the Indian brothers and sisters who they gave casinos on their <laughs> reservations. They even helped the Jewish people get it from Nazi Germany and what happened to them in the Holocaust. So if you helped everybody else, you got a problem with helping those you kept enslaved for over 300 and something years in this nation, black people? It's Box. These are all urban problems slavery, that are in the hands of Democrats. Slavery never ended in America. That is, uh, okay. It never ended. Let me say this. Physical bondage ended, but political slavery, financial slavery, educational slavery, health care slavery, when, all of that when, never ended to when, this day in America for black people. When are race hustlers going to stop and say, okay, we're not in chains anymore. America welcomes us. This is a land of Excuse opportunity. Me. Mm -hmm. We will say that with the same day you all write that check to black people called reparations that, for what you mean, we deserve. You mean all you the, wrote it to others. You show as hell should write it to it us. Is, all reparations is, is redistribution of wealth, another liberal scheme. But you're only redistri re redistributing what you stole. Okay. So what's no. wrong with sharing and giving back so, for what you stole? Talk to, you know what? I want you to talk to black people who have successfully gotten out of the bondage, as you call it, and you call Excuse them slaves, me. Cornell. A few select Negroes does not represent the suffering okay, masses who are I'll take you to one very telling event, a meeting inside the U.S. Capitol with Republican Party operatives and a number of leading evangelical spokespersons, uh, institutional leaders, ministry heads from across the country. And in that meeting that I participated in, the conversation went something like this. You guys want Roe v. Wade overturned. We can do that for you. But you take the whole enchilada. You take the whole thing. You take everything else that comes with it. Because if you want Roe uh, gone, you have to work with us. 
So you take it all. I was at the table and I watched my colleagues nod uncomfortably. But from that point on, the community that I had served and still do made a deal with the devil. And that deal was that we would support everything on the conservative agenda, whether or not we had conscientious uh, conflict with it. The means uh, were justified by the end of that. And it also meant that you had to approach the Supreme Court in a different way, that they had to be influenced? Well, certainly we had to do everything we could uh, to ensure that the justices uh, would be resolved uh, to begin uh, laying the groundwork for the reversal of Roe. I'll take you to one. Soil Systems has the necessary range to potentially strike the United States. What's significant about these hypersonic missile systems is not only the speed at which they can fly, several times the speed of sound, but that they can change course once they re-enter the Earth's atmosphere. They can baffle air defense systems, making them incredibly hard to shoot down. That said, one Russian analyst we spoke to calls the avant-garde unnecessary missile systems has the necessary range to potentially strike the United States. What's significant about these hypersonic missile systems is not only the speed at which they can fly, several times the speed of sound, but that they can change course once they re-enter the Earth's atmosphere. They can baffle air defense systems, making them incredibly hard to shoot down. That said, one Russian analyst we spoke to calls the avant-garde unnecessary missile systems has the necessary... See y'all, uh, out of state people, especially the ones in Africa, and y'all look at Obama like he's your brother. And this guy that I'm about to put on was trying to build up your, our nation. And Obama did all these crooked things and had his hand in this demise. I'm gonna let y'all hear. United States of Africa. Muammar Gaddafi spent, listen to me, billions of dollars to create the African Union. Did you know that Gaddafi gave $300 million and the other African nations gave $100 million to put up a satellite? so that we who call Africa don't have to go through Europe to get to Africa. And Europe was getting $500 million a year just by our telephone calls to the continent. Now we can call directly to Africa and that $500 million is in the hand of African people. Did you know that Muammar Gaddafi was setting up an African development bank with 70 billion dollars in the African Development Bank from Libyan oil money. That we would not have to borrow money from the IMF and the World Bank at these exorbitant rates. Zero interest under Islamic non-usury teachings. I just left St. Kitts, and in the island of St. Kitts, 
he was going to set up a Caribbean development bank. He told the prime minister there, and he was going to put a billion dollars in that bank for Caribbean development. Why do you think they killed him? You think they killed him because he killed his people? Hell no. They killed him because, listen to me real good. Almost 40 years old. It was uh, made in the late 1970s. It is a CBS interview with the late Mike Wallace, father of Chris Wallace. Right? And Mike Wallace is Jewish. Chris Wallace is Jewish. I'm just setting the record straight. But this was a CBS interview with the Shah of Iran, who was in power at that time. And he made some comments about the power of Israel in America. This is, again, the 1970s. Jimmy Carter was in the White House. Watch this video. It is shocking. It's an eye-opener. The Shah of Iran was unusually and refreshingly open in our several interviews. When I used a phrase he didn't like, he clearly enjoyed the chance to throw it back at me. As you know, I have been across the Gulf, the Gulf that you call Persian and they call Arabian. Why do you call, call it Gulf? You have been to school, haven't you? Yes. What, what was the name that you have read during your school days? Persian Gulf. All right. Ask. <laughs> but they do call it Arabian Gulf. Well, they can do many things. None of the Shah's comments raised hackles like his blast at the American Jewish lobby. Its influence, he claimed, went all the way to the top. Surely, Your Majesty, you're not telling me that the Jewish lobby in the United States pulls the strings of the presidency. Not entirely, but I think even a little too much, even for Israel interests. You think the Jewish lobby in the United States is too powerful for the interests of Israel? I think so. Sometimes they are disturbing the interests of Israel because they are they're pushing around too many people. Well, why would the President of the United States pay attention to that lobby? They are strong. Strong in what sense? They are controlling many things. Controlling what? Newspapers, medias, Your Majesty. banks, finances, and I'm going to stop there. Well, now wait just a second. You really do believe that the Jewish community in the United States is that powerful? They make the media reflect their view of foreign policy? Mm -hmm. Yes. They do not report? We do not report honestly? Don't uh, mix things, please. I don't say the media. I say in the media they have people. Not the entire media. Some newspapers will only reflect their, their news, yes. No. The New York Times, for instance, is owned by the Salzburger family, who are Jewish. Are you suggesting that the New York Times is biased in its treatment of the question of Zionism, Israel's existence, the United States' relationship with the Arab world? I will have to put all the articles of the New York Times written on this subject 
and draw the conclusion. You can put this to the computer and it will answer you. What you're saying is that yes, you do believe. Well, let's wait for the answer of the computer. Washington Post? The same. The networks? Yes. I must say you are speaking with your characteristic candor. The Shah of Iran, 1976. Did you notice how nervous he was? On CBS News, he was nervous because of what, what he was saying. What happened to the Shah of Iran? 1979, he was removed. The revolution. What happens when you challenge the regime? They have a revolution. That's what we've been talking about. You go up against the system, you have a revolution. So Iran had a revolution. They had the revolution because of that interview on CBS News. They made a decision. He's got to go. He challenged us. He dared to out us. I'm going to tell you what's going on right now. now I'm directing this to YouTube because my staff just notified me while that video was playing that YouTube is suppressing our feed right now. We've been dealing with problems with YouTube recently and uh, they're shadow banning us right now. We typically have a thousand people watching the live feed. Right now we have 12. Okay. Typically we'll have anywhere from 8 to 15, 20,000 people who will watch the video on YouTube after it's posted for a video on demand. We'll see tomorrow what the numbers are. But right now, they are suppressing true news. Let's get it. Have you ever been hungry and can't eat? Have you ever been thirsty and can't drink? Have you ever been tired and can't sleep? What would you do if you knew you were all three? I've been down and now with nobody cares. Break mm -hmm. falls down, you ain't got no choice but wet. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's a hard life, it's alright, gotta get back up somehow, don't count me out. Hard life, it's alright, gotta get back up somehow, don't count me out. Hard life, it's alright, nigga get back up, you gotta fight, boss T. Hey, what's up this phase? Just trying to holler at y'all and see what's going on. Had a lot on my mind reminiscing, trying to figure out these things that are going on my mind. Trying to figure out some puzzles. I'm not here to start nothing. I ain't trying to start nothing. Just got some things that I want to get done. Some things that I want to get solved. Some things I want to enlighten myself with. So maybe y'all take a time and get the opportunity to stop by and listen to my thoughts. Hope so very intellectual so if you get time just holler at me i'm reminiscing all in my room just trying to figure out a whole lot of things until then y'all have a great day and thank you for coming in and listening to me thanks
I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. And I'm an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. And I'm an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. These streets keep calling me. They don't want me to leave the life behind. Staring at stars, wishing I had time. But my kids need food and my girl needs me. And sometimes I dream that I'm finally free. So baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy. I'm a prisoner here, but I still make noise. And I'm a shout that I'm out with all my boys. I'm a street kid now, but one day I'll be an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. I'm an island boy. Island boy. I'm an island boy. was on record. Now, this is critical for people to understand. The United States military refused to deal with the reality of some of these biologically engineered, what I would call combo weapons. Obviously, Ebola and smallpox is Ebola pox. And every form of derived, how should I say this, virus in history that exists, those have been genetically tweaked, gain of function. But now we're dealing with totally brand new nanotechnology, nanoviruses, and the ultimate thing, I would tell everybody, if you don't understand messenger RNA, the messenger RNA, in my opinion, would be the fifth horse of the apocalypse because they're sending a message and human beings that are created in God's image and likeness are to be destroyed. And in their place, the transhumanists, the singular singularity movement, in essence, God didn't do a good enough job creating everything beautiful around us. So they're going to make everything ugly, which is nothing more than a reflection of what's in their heart, Lucifer's control. And it's it's coming to a, a head, Mike. Again, we're given over in the world will come under the rule and reign of the Antichrist. Again, I want to make this clear. Antichrist means in place of Jesus Christ. And you can't escape the biblical context. You can't escape death, famine, the plague, and war. And I'm, I'm here to say, peace has been taken off the earth. That, that's right. And, and what they intend is total destruction and suffering, uh, demonism, and, and all, all of these horrible things. Now, uh, for the next segment that I'd like us to talk about, Steve, I want to talk about controlled demolition of the food and energy infrastructure. Um, before we get to that, I want to give credit to our sponsor today, which is the Satellite Phone Store. And you can find them, folks, at sat123.com, sat123.com. They've got three solutions that are worth your attention. Number one, they've got satellite phones. And, and Steve, you can jump in here anytime. But they've got uh, satellite phones that, of course, do not need cell towers to work. So when the power grid goes down, you can still communicate. They've got the Bibby Sticks, which allow your regular mobile phone to talk to satellites with text messaging. And again, you don't need cell towers to work. You don't even need a SIM card in your mobile phone. You just need the Bibby Stick and it talks via Bluetooth and to your phone and then it talks via satellite so you can send and receive text messages to other people's cell phones or other people's Bibby Sticks or sat phones anywhere in the world. And the third thing they have, and then I'll ask for your comments, Steve, They've got the EcoFlow solar generators or power stations that have built-in charge controllers, inverters, lithium-ion batteries, and they have solar panels available. So this 
allows you to run off grid, of course, when, when the power. No one is coming. Absent our action, things are only going to get worse. You don't like double-digit inflation? Wait till your dollars are as worthless as Zimbabwean dollars. You don't like food and formula shortages? Wait till you're lucky to find anything at the store, like in Venezuela. You didn't like lockdowns and mandates? Wait till they put you in camps like they did in Australia. Or weld your door shut so you can starve to death like in China. This isn't from dy some dystopian novel. This is happening right now, and it will happen here unless we stop it. While we're stopping that, let's put a stop to everything else they've been doing. The war on guns, the war on drugs, the wars overseas, the war on your income, your savings, your livelihood, your family, your way of life, your personal health choices, your rights, your freedoms. Let's put an end to it and bury it for good. No one, no one is coming to save us. We are here to save us. We are here to spread liberty in our communities. We are here to put liberty and freedom ideas into our culture. We are here to show people a better and new way. We are here to set America free. We are here for nothing short of a revolution. Let me help you with that. See, look, don't bring Potok alone. Bring the ADL, Mr. Foxman. Bring the presidents of the 12 Jewish organizations. Sit down in front of the world with us and our scholars and we'll debate you and I know you won't win. That's why you don't want to come on no show with me. I don't, let me, let, let me say this. I don't argue. I make a statement of fact. You can deal with it or leave it alone. But if you want a showdown, I'll call for it. You respond. Bring Mr. Foxman, bring the 12 scholars of the Jewish presidents, bring those who say we are anti-Semitic and arrange a national and international showdown. And let's see where the truth is. Yeah, we can be one, but all liars and deceivers got to be shown up and put down. And he's one of them. And when you say he's one of them, you're speaking of? He Potok, he Abraham Foxman, he the ADL, all of those that are condemning the nation. Oh, yes. While we were enjoying our week or being busy or having our own issues to deal with, Anthony Fauci and the former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki were getting grilled in court. Wait, 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 Reza, why did we not hear about this? I'm glad you asked. Well, due to the very sheer nature of is the court has ordered that the proceeding about this entire situation be sealed from the public, which is why not one mainstream media outlet has reported on it. Well, since everybody's being distracted by the holidays, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, tomorrow's going to be Cyber Monday, and of course we're looking forward to Christmas, let me go ahead and give you a few reasons as to why this is actually devastating. Brace yourself, you're about to be not shocked at all. Number one, in the emails and the text messages of Anthony Fauci, he stated that masks do not work. Two, Anthony Fauci sent one of his workers over to China to learn about the lockdowns and the mandates, and he came back and said, yes, we should do it. That's what got the lockdowns and mandates instituted, not from actual data that proved that it works, but from an opinion. Yeah. Three, Fauci and the U.S. government collaborated with social media companies to censor us, violating the U.S. Constitution. Now they're pushing to make a seven-hour deposition made available to the public. Get ready. And you will be giving me my platforms back. And one of the shocking things that the dishonest European historians and writers did is that in order to cover up the ancient Egyptians, they first tried to say 
that the Egyptians who built the pyramids were light-skinned people. Mm. Now, when you look at the dynasties, you see the Old Kingdom. Uh, this is 3000 BC. Then you see the Middle Kingdom. This is coming, you know, around 2000. Well, then you see the New Kingdom, which is coming, you know, right before AD, right. right? And that is when the Romans came in and when the Greeks came in. And so when the Romans came in, you find that they, 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 they imitated the Egyptians. And so Cleopatra was a title. There was a number of Cleopatras. Right. And they were actually people of European descent. So there were European people who were sitting in the thrones like the pharaohs. Mm -hmm. and, and much of the artifacts uh, and mummies that you get in the museums are from the new kingdom. It's not from the old kingdom. Right. So it's the new kingdom. So people get confused and they say, well, these are Egyptian things. Yes. But these are after 3,000 years had gone by of their major uh, pyramid building, mm -hmm. 5,000 years of their civilization. Then these people come in right at the end, right? And so that was the first lie, mm -hmm. that they are Indo-European people. Mm -hmm. The second lie, which is even greater than that, is that they said, we cannot attribute this civilization to black African people, so we will say it was aliens who <laughs> yeah. flew down on Earth, alien built the pyramids, <laughs> right, and then flew back in space. <laughs> and so now you have children watching Stargate yeah. and other programs thinking, no, this pyramid couldn't be black people. Wow. How can they build something like that? That's how much right? they have. Right. It's an alien who came down, <laughs> subjugated the people, built a pyramid, and then flew back out in space. Yeah, that makes more sense than black people. That makes it. more sense. Yeah. But the hardcore evidence, and that's where we, our young people need to study history. Mm -hmm. Don't get caught up with the story of the aliens mm -hmm. or the state of the story of the, of the mutant creatures. <laughs> right. No. Let us get caught up with the history of our peoples. Right. History of humanity. The great achievements made in Africa. And that is the reason why uh, Carter G. Woodson and the, and the people developed Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, to highlight these achievements. Mm -hmm. And this is not to say achievements did not happen in China, in India, in Europe, in the Americas. No. Mm -hmm. But let's take, you know, a hidden part of history. Let's uncover a legacy. Mm -hmm. And let's give it to the world. And, and that is where, you know, as a Muslim, as a person of African descent, you know, I celebrate this time. It, it expands my mind, and I believe it will expand the mind of all children, mm. not just black black children. It will help white children mm. to appreciate uh, African Americans, African Caribbean, mm. people from the African continent. Mm -hmm. They will appreciate that. Yeah. And, and when they see LeBron James doing that slam dunk, mm. they'll realize he's a scientist. <laughs> and he may even be related, you know, to the ancient Egyptian. <laughs> So American households, and this comes from Friday's Federal Reserve Report, have lost $7 trillion in wealth over the first three quarters of this year. That is the worst decline since the Great Depression. $7 trillion of household wealth, our assets, have vanished in the first three quarters of 22. The stock market is down 25% year to year. Real wages are falling 3% at this point, and that might get worse. So that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a guy, a president, diminished, no doubt, who really didn't do much every day, and then $7 trillion of personal wealth, personal wealth, vanishes because of 
losses in the markets because of higher prices, because of home valuations falling, whatever it may be. All right. Now think about it. Not since 1929 has this happened, but you'll never hear about it on the corporate media. And the cables, they don't care. It's way too sophisticated for them. They're out trying to solve the Idaho murder. Yeah, yeah. Seven trillion dollars of personal wealth disappears. Okay, it's big. Churches burned in Canada, street preachers arrested for spreading hate speech in England, and people attacked for holding worship services at a park in Portland, Oregon. Christians in the West are now experiencing just a small taste of what their brothers and sisters living in restricted countries have experienced for years. And guess what? It's likely to get worse. But there are some recent rays of light. One day after Antifa activists attacked a group of evangelical worshipers at a park in Portland, Christian singer-songwriter, evangelist Sean Foyt, responded, leading a massive rally and praise service at the same location. The day before, when Antifa pelted the Christians with eggs and sprayed mace in their faces, one activist shouted, where is your God now? My answer, he was right there, even though the police were not. I'd tell the Antifa activists that God loves them. He has a better plan for their lives, plans to prosper them and not to harm them, plans to give them a hope and a future. Yes, God was there in the midst of Antifa's unruliness. He was also at that praise service the following day. Meanwhile, in the United Kingdom, a free speech victory for a cancer survivor, evangelist Hazel Lewis. A London court sided with a 49-year-old who was wrongfully arrested for hate speech while street preaching at the Finsbury Park subway station in February 2020. Ms. Lewis's accusers said she made racist and homophobic comments, but others disagreed. Witnesses were astonished to see her hauled away in handcuffs. District Judge Julia Newton said there was no case against Hazel Lewis. Although some may have found Lewis's words unpleasant, they were not threatening or abusive. Bravo, Judge Newton, you get it. Finally, a UK judge who not only defends free speech, but religious liberty as well. Folks, more persecution may be coming. Let's not hesitate to defend our God-given rights. But we must also realize that God is at work, even when we suffer violent attacks, arrests, or when courts rule against us. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1.18, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. So take heart, because like Jesus, we shall overcome the world. I've been grappling with the fact that the NAACP is in bed with the very organization that has brought black genocide to our community. Dr. Alveda King, the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King, has tried on at least three occasions to bring to this organization's attention the black genocidal plot of people like Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood to exterminate the black community. And the stonewalling has been astounding. Alveda King literally has gone to the street along with myself to say to the NAACP, please deal with this issue of black genocide. The NAACP has responded by hiding and trying to prevent their convention goers to hear about black genocide. They've even gone to the extent of 
of using buses to block our demonstration about black genocide in front of Cobo Hall where the, their convention was going on. They have literally put black paper across their windows so that the convention goers at the NAACP convention could not see the demonstration going outside that included Alveda King. There is definitely a conspiratorial plot being hatched and has been hatched by the NAACP to keep from their people the fact that they are co-conspirators in the genocide of their own people. Y'all, this is something I've been hearing about a lot. And um, I wanted to bring it to you about these avatars and stuff like that. I've been hearing this a lot. I don't have too much information on it or anything, but I want to just throw this little pen at y'all in case, you know, if you hear about it, you can be weary and, and, and be mindful about it. And we got a lot of black people who's doing this stuff that they need to be washed out. Because when you do something fun, it might be a trick at the back of the hat. The back of the hat. I'm glad I didn't mess with this. I knew something was up. Listen to this. It's the hottest app of the moment. Number one on both Apple and Google's charts with 5 million downloads already this month. How much are you seeing this in your social feed? Oh, my entire social feed. Crystal Luster loves her magic avatars from Lenza AI, a photo and video editing app with a new viral feature that allows users to upload images of themselves or others, and with the use of artificial intelligence, turn them into this. I was able to see myself in a light as a creator and as an actress that I've never seen myself before. But the avatars aren't the only thing getting people talking. So is number five of Lenza's Terms of Use that says in part, you grant us a perpetual, irrevocable, non-exclusive, royalty-free, worldwide, fully paid, transferable, sub-licensable license to use, reproduce, modify, distribute, create derivative works of your user content. In plain terms, if you're a user who wants to use Lenza, you agree that any photographs you give to Lenza, they can use it however they want. And that has cybersecurity experts concerned. What is the danger in giving this company your face? Your face is something that is used to identify you and can unlock your identity around the world online. The app is owned by Prisma Labs, a company whose founders, according to their LinkedIn pages, previously worked in Russia. Prisma, incorporated in the U.S., tells NBC News, we don't have any presence in the Russian Federation. The company also says that photos will be immediately deleted from their servers after the avatars are ready. And fans of those avatars? They make me feel powerful, they make me feel strong and confident. Are loving their new looks, regardless of the risk. Savannah Sellers, NBC News. At the start of 2022, I said this was going to be a pivotal year because I knew what was happening in 2023. We've then witnessed 12 months of unprecedented economic turmoil and events. The stock market was plagued by extreme volatility and mass insider selling and the level of social and political distractions made it nearly impossible for people to stay focused on the underlying economic factors. Shocker! Now, the Federal Reserve embarked on a reckless money printing spree, causing inflation to soar, while the dollar has lost a lot of its purchasing power value. Then they decided to raise rates in an effort to slow the economy and solve the problem that they created. 
Now, both the cost of living and the cost of borrowing has increased exponentially. Yeah, great work, Fred. And days after multiple billions were lost in the FTX meltdown, central banks conveniently reveal a plan to test their own central bank digital currency. A complete heist of personal privacy and maximized control over the public. We then saw the first ever global yield curve inversion in history, officially signaling the collapse on a global scale. Combine this with central banks' struggle to stay afloat with no liquidity, warning of forced selling in the markets, buying up of bonds, and losing their credibility altogether. It's clear that 2022 was indeed pivotal. Now we are teetering on the brink of a global collapse. If you weren't paying attention to this year, you're not already preparing for what's coming. And this is a critical video to watch and share. One thing y'all got to deal with and got to understand. And these the people, this is directly to Putin and his regime. They gonna fight how they got Gaddafi and the rest of them people. They out for you, Putin. They out for you. Now they trying to water down words and try to do this. But I'm telling you, Putin, my forefathers been in this captivity of white supremacy, KKK, and colonialism in America and, and the white community of America that's trying to put their narratives on the whole world. It's coming after you, Putin. So whatever you got planned, Putin, whatever you got to do, you better do it because don't get caught slipping because these devils right here gonna kill you. They already tried to kill your main man but killed his daughter. So what the mindset are you on? The White House forced to walk back these explosive comments made by President Biden a few hours ago when he seemed to call for a regime change in Russia. Bent on rebuilding an empire will never erase a people's love for liberty. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. The White House quickly followed up with a statement telling Fox News, quote, he was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or a regime change, end quote. Thank you very much. I know you're going to ask a really nice question. Well, it's it's an important question, no, I think. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? Very much getting walked back. It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine, it sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know none of the three occurred. None of the three. None occurred. of the three. Mr. President, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We we're talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, 
you were not intending to I was referring to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. That's every time because you're going to want to hear this. What CSRQSM will mean for your life and the future. CSRQSM social management software is the program that will be used worldwide by select governmental and banking institutions when the financial reset occurs. The financial reset will be a complete restructuring of the current system and eliminating all existing fiat currencies overnight. The CSRQSM software will intercept all banking transactions, all credit and debit card transactions, and all known financial transactions over a period of three to five days once the system is activated. The currency planned to be used is known as USDR. For those with a Japanese bank account, for example, their yen will be converted to USDR overnight. Nearly all countries on Earth will use the new system. The software is designed to process all financial transactions centrally and issue social credit scores for all users. When the conversion takes place, you will see new information when you log into your bank account, including screens indicating your social credit score. The score will operate on a scale of 1 to 1,000, with 1,000 being the highest score achievable and 1 being the lowest. No bank account shall contain more than 1,000 in USDR at any time for Class C accounts, which includes 99% of the world. Class C accounts will receive 1,000 USDR once at the beginning of each month. Separate accounts known as Class S accounts are reserved for government leaders and the highest echelons of the rich and elites of the world. Class S accounts can contain unlimited USDR funds and have additional privileges. Everyone must immediately comply with the new system. Those who resist, those who protest or complain online will receive immediate fines and deductions to their score in account. It's expected in the first month about 20% of the human population will have their accounts reduced to nearly zero due to the bad behavior, but that by the second month this behavior will be corrected. According to the documentation for the software, once people realize they can't have more than $1,000 and can easily lose it with unapproved behavior, they will change the behavior and comply. Each class within the CSRQSM software has specific parameters. Each class contains dozens of metrics and variables. Above me is an example. C, common class, amount of accounts, 7.1 billion or 95.5% of humans. C, vaccination required, yes. Booster shots, yes. You have to have two or more. Asset limitations, yes. No greater than 5,000. Carbon score, yes. Restricts travel and food consumption. One is lowest and best. 500 is highest and worst. S, sovereign class. Amount of accounts, 7 to 8 million or 1% of humans. No requirements. Restricted amount of accounts, 250 million or 3.36% of humans. Look at the requirements. Pause and read. Use quarantine. Amount of accounts, 75 million or 1% of humans. Look at those requirements. Pause three minutes of your time. See, y'all got to realize. What she said, y'all have a thousand, y'all common people, y'all common people going to have only a thousand dollars in your bank account. And that's the highest you can get. When you do something wrong, they start deducting. Now, when you're one of them entertainers or in the politics, you get special privilege. Now, don't sleep on this, y'all. Don't allow this stuff to happen, y'all. 
Because I know these common people ain't. I'm a common man gonna live off a thousand dollars and then you say something, do something, whatever, and they deduct the money from you. And the money don't have no value. This doo-doo paper don't have no value. So I don't know what your mindset is or what you're trying to do. When we put all this information out here for y'all to be prepared and find out what's going on so it won't so you can be make your footstep in the right order or be able to be prepared for what's going on. But have y'all plan. Running after that doo-doo paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running after that doo-doo paper. And only thing you're going to get off that doo-doo paper is $1,000. $1,000 and if you say anything, or if you don't go through all these, getting these shots and all these protocols to get them thousand dollars, then you got a goose egg. And then you want to cry. Then you want to do all this other stuff instead of being prepared. Why the most high putting people out here to show y'all what's going on so y'all can govern yourself accordingly. But there's a whole lot of lame olds out there. So let's talk about the U.S. dollar. So it's like common knowledge now that the dollar's done. It's only a matter of time. And a lot of people believe that it's going to be replaced with the digital dollar. Okay. And the powers that be in their delusional minds think that this is going to be a transitional process that's going to go pretty smooth. I mean, relatively smooth. Of course, they have chaos planned into the whole thing because once the dollar, let's let's just say once the banks close and you're only allowed to pull out like 50 bucks a day from your bank account and the dollar goes to hell, there's going to be a period of weeks where there's just pandemonium. You're going to have people begging the government for a solution and that's when they're going to step in and say, here's the digital dollar with all these other fucking conditions, right? And what they don't understand is during this time and leading up to it, many people are gonna be deviating away from consumerism. A lot of people are gonna wake up and turn to spirituality and start gaining lots of knowledge and wisdom because they're gonna self-reflect. They're gonna see that the system was all bullshit. Many people who think they have investments secured are going to wake up one day and it's all gone. All gone. Real estate, stocks, whatever. All of it. And that's when people are going to wake up and say, well, I spent 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years building up my legacy. And just like that, it's gone. Why am I going to play into the system again? I won't. I'm not going to place my value on the same things I once did. I'm going to place my value on spirituality. Now, that sounds far-fetched for a lot of you people, but you 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 won't even believe how quick it'll happen. All right? It can literally happen almost overnight. That's how fast it's going to happen. And I'm here putting my name on the line. I'm here putting my neck on the line saying all of this. But I know it to be true. I know it to be facts. I know it that it's going to happen. 100%. These so-called fat cats, these so-called 
elites that you guys call, they're delusional if they think this whole system is going to perpetuate again. Feel this, then you know what I'm talking about. 